Alrighty, we are back again. G'day, g'day everyone. How are we all? Dane, how's it going? What's news with you, mate? Not a whole lot, Josh. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Alrighty, well, in today's episode, we're going to do a bit of a bit of a hodgepodge. Uh, we always love a bit of a hodgepodge episode. Um, we're going to do a bit of an update on us, our season, what's going on with us at the moment. And yep. we're also going to talk a bit about the... Uh, social media side of things and I suppose the etiquettes and different bits and pieces involved with social media and the world that it is. Um, so I suppose I will start off by talking about our recently added uh, new podcast, new old podcast series that we've got running alongside the shows that we're recording currently. Uh, we have got uh, the original podcast that I did few years ago now i think we're talking maybe two three years ago something like that for most of them um yeah and essentially it was a, an older series that i used to do through facebook live streams um and i'm just re-recording them all and uploading them to spotify gradually um so then people can listen to them on a bit more of an accessible format and so i can honestly so i can get rid of the old page um because i it's just sort of sitting there um not really it doesn't get used or anything like that so uh, once I get the main bit of important content off there, then it can go and then we'll be happy days. And then people can access the old interviews that I did uh, with some fantastic people in, in our hobby. Absolutely. You know, some of the best in the biz. Um, I suppose that's our first thing. Um, Dane, what's, what's going on on your side of things uh, breeding season-wise? Are you still waiting on things to wake up? What's the go? Um, no, pretty much everything's waking up now. Uh, all the pits are active again uh i've seen the alpine blue tongues chase each other a couple times around the pits Uh, it looks more like just males combating there for the time being but everyone's you know coming out of shed everyone's out it's good uh breeding wise um pretty much the only thing that i'm breeding are outside which are alpines lowlands maybe blue mountains maybe tassies we'll see how we go i'm pretty sure our cunninghams are still a bit small uh, what else has been going at it? Uh, diamond pythons are probably going to be a next season thing by the looks of it. Yep. And I'm just waiting on having a look at my water skinks and pink tongues. I believe they probably went at it by the look of the female. <laughs> yeah. See what happens, eh? Yeah, that's it. It's not a whole hell lot, I promise. I think the... The, the outdoor stuff is always a bit of fun because you kind of, at least for me, when I've done things outdoors, you kind of just find babies magically. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that's the fun part of it. You know, you start going it's, digging and go, oh, there's a, hang on a minute, that wasn't there, you know, a week ago. <laughs> yeah, halfway through last winter, we bloody found a, um, a baby lowland, which we didn't catch when the female gave birth in the pit <laughs> previously. It's, so we just kind of like a, and the little bug has gone strong. <laughs> almost like a where's Wally, hey? Yeah, that's it. Um, as far as my season goes, I think I've kind of played myself here, lads. Uh, I really think that I may have cracked just about everything that I tried this year. Mm. Um, which is, I suppose it's, it's quite exciting as well uh, because if if I am correct, it does mean that I've 
hit just about every species that I can and am trying to produce this year. Um, outdoors wise, I've got the, the lowlands blotchies that are, all the boys are punching on at the moment, chasing each other around. And I believe the girls are doing a lot more basking than usual, whether that means that they're gravid as such as of yet, or if they're just getting ready to do what they do. Uh, I'm not too sure. We'll see what happens there. This year, I will be keeping the girls, uh, unlike last year where I handed the female over to Dane. Um, I won't be doing that this year. Um, we'll see what happens this year. I want, I want to get that tick, you know, that proper tick going, yep, I produce them in my hands and everything like that. Um, That's it. Other than that, as far as outside goes, the water dragons are showing the right signs. Uh, the two females are looking plump. There's a lot of digging going on, so we'll see what happens there. I'm not going to be digging up any of their eggs. If they hatch, they hatch. I'm hoping the parent, uh, the, the mums put them in the right spot and they do hatch at least a few. I don't want to be overrun by baby water dragons particularly. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, the Murray Darling female is looking extra uncomfortable and hasn't been fed for a while, but she is fat. So hopefully that means she's cooking eggs. She's doing all the right signs. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Western female is largely the same, Western blue tongue female, um, showing all the right signs there. All the Northerns are ticking along like they're supposed to. There's a few that are a little bit, you know, 50-50 uh, on whether they are gravid or not, but uh, looks to me like most of the bigger girls are, which it's going to be an interesting experience, that's for sure, because they could pump out a lot of babies. Um, which is going to be a fun experience. <laughs> oh, no. You've um, got to make up for last season somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, geez, you can't, can't be doing a one baby season again. That was, although <laughs> I must say that was quite an easy season to deal with. Uh, I must say, um, I don't particularly want to do that again. That wasn't that was fun, but not fun at the same time. It's kind of like that weird in between where you're like, you know what, I'm not overworked, which is great, but I wanted a little bit more at least. <laughs> yeah. But I think at they're least all one full winner. Yeah, they're all showing the right signs and ticking along nicely. So we'll see what happens there. Um, this episode actually is one of the uh, few episodes where it's essentially at, at the same time that we're recording this when it's going to be uploaded. Like there's not a whole lot of difference there. Uh, usually we record the episodes like a month or two in advance. Um, so this is about as up to date as it gets. Um, as far as what else is going on for, for myself, I am in and out of the end of year, year 12 side of things and all the exams and the fun stuff that comes with it over the next two months. So I'm pretty flat out um, and hoping that, baby animals don't start coming until after the exams, which fortunately most of their due dates are after that. So fingers crossed that works out well. Otherwise that's going to be a whole nother ball game. Um, but yeah, so I myself am pretty flat out. Um, Dane, what's going on with you life wise? Um, not a whole lot, actually. I'm in between two houses at the minute. Uh, Work-wise, I, I I finished school. No more schooling for me. <laughs> I'm well out of school now. Uh, I did switch jobs about what? What we say about a month or two back? Yeah, something like that. That's. I've got a longer commute now, but you know, 
it's working good out, working good for me. I enjoy it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> not a whole lot otherwise going on. Yeah, well, that's all right. As long as it keeps you busy, that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. The world around us is kind of crumbling, so we're not going to worry about um, talking about current affairs or anything like that for the time being. That's just an absolute mess. Um, Victoria is what Victoria is for the time being. Although, uh, hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be able to get out and about and do stuff. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for this upcoming season. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I'm keen for a herp, I must say. Um, I suppose that's about it for what's going on with us at the moment. We should uh, probably start getting into the the other part of this episode, which is the uh, social media side of things. Um, Uh Now, this is probably going to end up sounding a bit like another one of those whingy whiny episodes. it is what it is. It's kind of comes with the ball game, to be honest. Um, I think that the the social media side of things has certainly been both a benefit and a detriment. Like everybody pretty much says, really, there's always going to be good things and bad things to it. Um, but I think when what we touched on with the beginner's guide enclosure mess of an episode that that was, um, was you know what, what and how to post, kind of sort of we we briefly touched on. Um, I think what people really need to do when it comes to social media side of things is before making a a long winded post about something or asking plenty of different questions. I think they need to people need to gain a a small group of people that they trust and that are knowledgeable people pose the questions to them first and then look at based on what they've said, where else you can ask, you know, different questions of different people. Um, I think there's a, a, a level to it, I suppose, if that makes sense. What, what, what do you reckon Dane with the social media side of things and people asking questions and all of that fun stuff? Um, like questions in regards to, uh, try word this in another way for me. Uh, just try to get the brain. Let's say someone's just gone out and bought a, a new animal and they're going to make a post about how to set up an enclosure for said animal. Um, ah, Okay do you think that they should go out of their way to make that post? Or do you think that they should ask people that keep that animal first and see what they suggest and then go from there? Assuming this person's, uh, because they knew they've recently joined the, you know, particular reptile groups. They're not going to know who the, uh, how do I put this? The more known members are or the more frequent posters who's yeah. reputable yeah. reputable and who's not, they're not going to be able to, you know, tell, you know, who's That's a fair going. point. Yep. So making that post necessarily, you're going to attract the good and the bad. Mm. Um, obviously as much research as you can on your own. I think that's, that's the safest option. Yeah. I think and that's then the, the point that we labored last time. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. 
there's also Facebook has this wonderful feature of searching archived posts in groups. <laughs> if you have a particular question, it's probably going to be your best bet to search it in the group. You know, and, oh. and another, another Facebook uh, thing that people can do is if you press the three dots up above a post, you can press follow post and save post instead of putting an F in the comments, just putting it out there. I know it's quite a foreign concept to some people, but there is a feature <laughs> for that. Oh, but, but yeah, um, uh, obviously look, if you can't find anything on Facebook on those groups, go ahead and ask those questions. Mm. Why the hell not? Yeah, maybe even while you're looking, you might not find your particular question that's been answered, but something similar, or someone who else has kept that particular species. Yeah. And yeah, usually while you're I while believe. you're searching up your questions, you'll probably find that there'll be people with that species will come up. And generally speaking, a lot of people that do keep particular animals will post fairly frequently. Um, so you should be able to find the people that at the very least have a lot of said animal that you're looking for information on. Um, yeah. And, and those are the people you're going to want to approach. Mm, yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, there's plenty of different uh, resources like the one that you're currently listening to uh, out there for different types of animals, different groups of animals, you name it. There's probably some sort of a resource about it. Um, so I think that's always an important thing to keep in mind as well. Uh, but oh, I would absolutely. also say that for the post uh keep in mind what the group is and what you're posting. Um, I know I myself am very much a hypocrite when it comes to this. Um, look at the group name before posting something <laughs> into that group uh, <laughs> because you might find that sometimes they can be a bit irrelevant. Um, or, you know, as we've said previously, there's species specific, geez, I almost said Pacific then you can tell I'm buggered. Um, <laughs> there is oftentimes species specific groups. Um, so don't go posting something completely different in there, please. Um, there are other groups for that side of things as well. Yeah. If you're in a blue tongue group, please don't be asking about pythons. No one's going to be able to answer your questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if you're posting in a, a blotched blue tongue group, it's probably not a good idea to start talking about Northerns or Indonesians or whatever it is. It just uh, kind of exactly. defeats the purpose. Um, you know, those groups exist for a reason. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's like the main side of things. Obviously there's always going to be the way that you conduct yourself online and that people are always going to be looking at that. Um, so really try and avoid coming across as being heated or dare I say an asshole. There's just no need for it. Um, I know I myself try to sound, keep the text as civil as possible, even though in my mind I might be going hundred miles an hour and, you know, starting to see red. Um, but at least keep the conversation civil. You don't need to go to the whole name calling and all of that nonsense. There's just no need for it. Um, yeah. It's just going to blow up in your face later on anyway. Um, yeah, in, in this context, uh, for the, the sake of the animals, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be a fence sitter mm. in regards to uh, attacking others. Yeah, yeah. Or even just um, one of the things that I always like to do is really just kind of sit back as a ghost on a lot of groups 
um, <laughs> you know, not so much uh, partake in any of the conversations, but just kind of read things, learn. Um, I think there's a, you know, there's a certain point, right, where I think uh, in the old interview that I did with Scott Iper, he sums this up fantastically. He goes, after about five to 10 years of keeping reptiles, I thought I knew everything. After about 15 to 20 years, I started to realize that I didn't know a whole lot. And right now, I realize that I know fuck all. <laughs> and I just <laughs> love that sentiment. Like it sums it up so well. Oftentimes we get to this point where they're like, you know what? I know my stuff. I can start giving people advice. But then as time goes on, you go, oh, actually, hang on a minute. I don't think I actually really do know that much. I don't know if I can give advice. Like there's a lot of groups that I have seen where I really question the people that are giving out advice. Um, and the advice that they're giving out sometimes can be less than sound. That's for sure. Um, but I suppose it's just one of those hazards with the keyboard warrior type deal. I don't know, something like that. You know, I just think you've got to, you've got to experience it before you explain it to someone, I suppose, you know, at least safe to say, yeah. at, at least take the time to learn yourself before you start suggesting things to other people. Um, and, you know, I think, there's a, a point where get a couple of years behind you before you comment on things. Like I know for the first probably three or four years, probably closer to three years at least of my hobby, I wouldn't comment on a thing barring going, oh, gee, that's a nice animal. Um, and I would just read. And I think that's the best way to start because you get a sense of what people are saying, who probably you don't listen to, and who has got the right advice. Um, and then you can go from there and go, all right, so who do I, who should I align myself with and talk to when I need advice? Who are those people that I can really trust? Once you've found that group of people, you're set, really. Um, and that, that group is always going to expand and contract as time goes on. It's just the way it goes. Um, but yeah. at least you've got that good, solid core group of people that you go, yes, I can talk to you about X, Y, Z, and I know that I'm getting the right information at least. Yeah, absolutely that. Different people are going to have a different way of doing things always, even if, you know, let's say both people are very reputable and have heaps of experience with that particular species, they're going to, they might be able to do, they might be doing stuff completely different as well. Mm. It's just finding that uh, happy medium that's yeah, right for your animal. I always like to say, that people need to find the commonality between the responses that they get. Um, ah, generally it. you'll find there'll be something like a, like a, like a, like a pyramid, right? A, a line graph of a pyramid where you've got this peak in the middle. That's going to be what everyone is saying. And then there'll be some stuff on this side. That's like, ah, I don't know about that stuff. And then there's some side over this side that goes, yeah, I don't know about that stuff, but, there's, a, there's this, this happy middle point, as you said, the happy medium, where you've got the common themes. That's what you want to pursue because generally Absolutely. speaking, that's the stuff that works. The other, it's the, the safest bet, yeah. Yeah, the, the other, either side of the rest of the pyramid might be outlying stuff, might be things that contribute, 
but that stuff in the middle is generally the way for success. Yeah, but, I think yeah, you're right I think, there. I think that's probably the best way to go about it, really. Um, just talk to as many people as you can. And don't be afraid to private message people, please. Just because they have a following, they're normal people. They may take a little <laughs> while to get back to you, but they are normal people. The only reason they have that following is because of people like yourself, realistically. They're normal people. They're not, they, they may be well-known, but they're not really celebrities. And even celebrities are normal people, like, don't be don't be afraid to privately message someone and go, hey, um, I just wanted to talk to you about this, that, and the other thing. Um, any advice when you've got a chance would be, you know, greatly appreciated. Whatever it is, um, you may find that some people go, oh, actually, how about you just give me a phone call uh, at this number here uh, at this time, and we'll have a in depth chat about that. Other people are more than happy to just respond via a uh, message, but you've just got to go out of your way to privately message people first and gain an understanding of what their experience is, but also find that, again, find that commonality between different sources and you'll, you'll be in a good spot. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's, it's definitely the way to go, I reckon. Um, but yeah, otherwise I think that's largely, that's pretty much, like the main social media side of things. Uh, as we always say, there's always going to be bits and pieces either side of it. Um, but uh, yeah, as we always end off, uh, if you have questions, comments, anything at all, feel free to send them through. Uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, Dane, Dane, where can people find you? You can find me at Blue Horizon Reptiles on Facebook and Instagram. There you go. And if you want to see what I get up to, that's at Josh's Aussie Reptiles on just about all your platforms. Um, hope you have enjoyed. And as we always say, hope you are all keeping safe um, in the fun world that we live in at the moment. Anyway, uh, we will let you go. Enjoy the rest of your day, night, afternoon, whatever it may be. Uh, and thank you for listening. Cheers.